0: just trust me okay this is michael and i want you all to welcome with me the fabulous kathy say hi kathy Hi, Kathy. (laughs) Hi, Michael. Everybody does that.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not necessarily a trendsetter. So,
0: hey, there you go. That's all good. Love you so much. I'm so glad that you're here with us. As I've talked about before, and I'm going to go ahead and share this for the first few episodes that we do this. This is our life's journeys segment. And Um, What really intrigues me about people is trying to better understand people, where they come from, and how different people can come from the same circumstances and turn out completely different with their choices. So it's really interesting to hear how that unfolds. Psychology and sociology have always been very interesting to me, so I, I really look forward to hearing what you have to say. I've known you now for a good amount of time, and... I have purposely now here recently, since I decided to ask you to come on, have not asked you many questions yet. What I will go ahead and say, what really um, piqued my interest was when we were going somewhere recently, you had said something about your previous profession. And yes, it's legal. It's not that scandalous. But you (laughs) shared something. I didn't want to sound like that. But you shared something about your previous profession. And then you shared um, very candidly. About why you're not doing it now, and what you did during that time, and that really made me think like, "hmm, there has got to be a lot more to this, so let's go ahead and get you started with the basics. Where are you from?
1: Well, I'm from a little teeny tiny town in Maine. I was born in uh just outside Boston, Massachusetts in nineteen sixty three but when I was three years old, um, we moved to the middle of nowhere, the middle of the woods. The town I was born in was a city. Um. Uh, lots. No trees. Lots of traffic. Asphalt. Da da da. I said, "This is
0: all in Boston area."
1: Just yes, just outside Boston. Okay. Um. And I. Re- it's a very vivid memory. My parents were shocked that I could remember the first time they showed us this place. I asked if it was a haunted house. <laughs> it was down the end. A very narrow dirt road How old surrounded you? by trees. I was three years old, and I my sister Vividly was. Vividly remember this. I do. My mom was still pregnant with my my
0: sister. Do you care to share your age right now? Or roundabout? <laughs> you want to share the decade you're in? Uh, I'm in my fifties. There we go. Still. There we go. So we'll see. so in your fifties. And you, ta da! It's always interesting to me. I think that's something that I've got to continue. Um, is what is the earliest vivid memory that you have? Is it that? It is. Yeah. It's very, very clear. I know someone that we both know, and she shared with me that her earliest memory is at, like, seven. And I've heard other people that their earliest memories sometimes are, like, two. So it's that's interesting in and of itself as well.
1: Well, I remember registering for kindergarten with my parents. Oh, wow. And it's kind of a funny story because my... And my family, like my grandfather, he's my, you know, and then my dad's a junior. And my brother, my, who is just 13 months younger, mm-hmm. was the third. So I thought that everybody's supposed to have a number after their name. And the nice lady asked me my name. And I said, it's Kathy Lynn, Blank, the first. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she, she looked so confused. And my parents started laughing. But she was really nice about it. And But I was so embarrassed because I had made a mistake. I'm like... I didn't know something, and I was very, very embarrassed. It was, like, the most embarrassing thing that had ever happened to me. And you're one of how many? I'm the oldest of um, three. My brother passed away, so it's just me and my younger sister.
0: And how old was your brother when he passed? He was 33. Okay. So you all grew up together?
1: Yes. Okay. And actually, um, he was killed because he was driving a 3 wheeler drunk. And he drove right in front of a tractor trailer truck.
0: Wow, okay. And
1: that's a long, horrible story. But it's just, there's a lot of other pe- people have gone through just
0: as horrifying, unexpected situations. And I have an experience that happened to a family member. And yeah, we have tragedy that happens in our families that we can learn from. But sometimes it can be very dramatic and traumatic on us. Yes, I can. So let's go back a little bit. So your earliest memory was registering for kindergarten. And then how long did you stay in the same, quote unquote, haunted house that you were in? (laughs) My
1: parents, I grew up in that house. Uh Um, My parents just were finally able to build a new house. It's all on one floor, Mm -hmm. but it's right next to that house. Okay. Because they they had um, five acres and they were able to split it and... They finally are in their retirement home, although my dad is 80, and he plans on working until 90. Wow. He is, he works.
0: (laughs) Um, What kind of work did your parents do while you were growing up?
1: My mom, um, we only had one vehicle. Uh, We lived in the middle of nowhere. It took three towns to make one high school. This is how small
0: the towns are. Okay. And, um, um. Yeah, you said you were in the middle of the woods and in a haunted house.
1: Yeah, it wasn't ha- <laughs> Well, I think maybe it really was, but it, that was just like my first impression. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, had a, I had a happy childhood. I oh, grew okay. up there. Um, we were surrounded by woods. There was a, a, a river down the street, and there was a beaver dam, and then they used to log there, so there were all kinds of really old, mostly overgrown logging roads. And Sounds one of, beautiful. One of my favorite, favorite things to do was walk. Into the woods, after a spring storm, you got like six inches of snow. It's pristine; no one's been there, and just go because I can follow my footprints out and go anywhere I Which want. Which is why we've For been so excited about day. the snow. <laughs> uh-huh. That's like my most favorite thing to do: is just walk in the woods or on the beach, either or, so long as there's water nearby. For
0: those who don't know, Kathy, um, <laughs> she is very earthy. Hippie granola, as they would say, and <laughs> loves to go in. And you'll usually find her sitting Indian-style in a chair without her shoes on, walking oh, about.
1: Got to take the shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> They're off right now.
0: It's <laughs> like, can I go anywhere? Yes, yeah, very calm and relaxed. So that's fantastic. And you had a great childhood, no childhood trauma. My parents were great. Um,
1: my dad worked all the time. There wasn't, like... I was never spanked. Mm-hmm. They were really quite progressive for the age, and um, I'd hear my friends getting spanked and get the belt out. And da, da, da. I mean, we get put in the corner or we get grounded, and I oh, right. or sent to our rooms. And I love being sent to my room because I could just read books, and my brothers and sisters would have to leave me the heck alone.
0: <laughs> yes, I was always a loner. So this was now, let's go ahead and skip along. Were there any significant things that happened in um, elementary school, middle school? Well, I was bullied throughout school. All of elementary and middle and high? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was it one consistent bully? Were you with the same kids all throughout your childhood?
1: Um, yes, because... You start out with one group, and then when you go to junior high, two other towns start coming, so Mm. I still had the same group. Mm -hmm. And everyone, I never got it. I always felt like I was outside because it's like I got to junior high, and I loved school because I liked to learn, but Mm -hmm. it was the people. right? And I would a lot of times feel kind of nauseous going to school, but I would go because I wanted to go to my classes. And um, there was this one particular group of mean girls – <laughs> and their counterparts, the jocks. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: And um yeah, it was pretty consistent. One of the little jokes they played on me in junior high was um I had a crush on someone. Okay. And I found a note in my pocket and my coat in my locker. Okay. So I read the note and it's like, Oh, Kathy, are you going to the dance? and um, I, I really want I really hope you are and please wear your sexy red coat. Oh gosh. And I'm like, Oh my god, oh my god, he does like me you know he's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only like thirteen Yeah, you're so I'm excited. still in junior high. I get there and I'm completely ignored for the first hour. And that horrible what did I do wrong? And everyone's like looking at me and giggling and it's like everyone knew it was in on the joke. Everyone? And everyone was wow. in on the joke. Wow. And then the kid finally came up and said, so and so put that note in your locker. I should have stopped him. I'm really sorry. And oh my god. I just I just went to the payphone <laughs> pre cell phone. When they this,
0: still had payphone. And we
1: thank God has finally had a phone at our house, called my mom. Wow. Come pick me up. And she's and I was just devastated. That's all. And then when I went to work Monday, people—I felt like everyone knew, and they were laughing and snickering at me, and and oh man, and I was totally goofy and awkward, and really wanted to fit in, but couldn't
0: figure out how at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. But at least you were able to overcome that.
1: It was a little scarring because um, I had poor self body image anyway. And I'm like, I must be more hideous than it. Even I thought, oh, so.
0: So, how old was your next youngest sibling?
1: Well, he was only 13 months younger than me. He was my brother. So,
0: did your, that's what I was getting at. So, did your other siblings see this type of stuff happening to you and like protect you or try to defend you or anything? Or they didn't really know?
1: I didn't tell them. Wow. I didn't tell them. I barely told my mom. Okay. And it took me like three weeks to tell her because I was so humiliated. And, you know, I always wanted to be perfect and do everything right. And it's like no matter how hard I tried, I just felt like on the outside looking in the butt of everyone's freaking jokes.
0: And this was elementary into middle. So what about middle into high school? <laughs> um, I made a couple friends. Uh, and My
1: mom didn't approve of them. I got away from... The nervier ones, or they weren't very exciting, because I wanted to do exciting stuff. I wanted to go places, see things, experience new things, Mm. and that's actually finally come back in my sobriety, and um, I always wanted to be doing something, and I was really good at doing stuff I wasn't supposed to do. I was very careful, and my parents only caught me
0: one time. What was that? That was the very first time I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened, and how did, how did that turn out? How old were you?
1: I was, um, what was it, 8th grade, summer of 8th grade before I went in, just between 8th grade and freshman year. And uh, I was hanging around with one of my old friends who was, lived on a farm up the street, and their parents always had alcohol in the house. My parents hardly ever drank. I mean, mm-hmm they they would go on vacation once a year and order strawberry daiquiris and drink half and they would be good. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, uh, so. <laughs> 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 However, all of their siblings and parents and grandparents all dread. It just oh, happened wow. to skip them. So I think my yeah. dad's a workaholic instead of an alcoholic. No, you wow. know. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, so I went, hung out with my friend, Sandy, and we stole a Bottle of brandy, half bottle of brandy, and when well, it was the, the we're good. We're in a Dr. Size. Seuss
0: book all of a sudden. Yeah,
1: it's the, the good time <laughs> Sandy one. and
0: stole some brandy,
1: yeah. and we went, <laughs> we went down to the gravel pit, to the old abandoned barn that still had hay in it. That oh was down Lord. there, down another dirt road. <laughs> Climbed up in the hayloft, and we had the little tiny plastic Dixie cups, like on that Happy Days episode.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: And this is before Happy Days. This
0: is before this Red is, Solo Cups were everywhere. <laughs> these we're all the, the rage.
1: These were the ones you found in the bathroom to rinse your mouth out with. The little yep. tiny white ones, yep. you know.
0: Gargle with at the, the uh, dentist.
1: Mini solos, pre solos, and um, so we go climb up in the hayloft, and we're sitting there, and uh, it tasted horrible. And Sandy's like sipped one, and, sip mine, and I sipped mine. I sipped mine, and I'm like, well, that's not how you're supposed to drink. So I, it was like. I know. I sat there for a minute, and man, did I love how that felt. And like fifteen of those later, it was getting starting to get dark. Out. And this is when it you were. It was time how old? to go home.
0: I was thirteen. It's between wow. eighth grade and my freshman year. That amazes me too, because I, I just believe- remember the thought of drinking never entered my mind.
1: Well, I saw it because I had lots of uncles and stuff, and I probably had a sip of beer here or there at like a family function, but not at my parents' house. Yeah. And um, and my dad might have one, but never more than that. But all my uncles—they always drinking beer or rum and coke, and that and rum mm-hmm. and coke smells awesome.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I never thought that.
1: <laughs> so. I don't even know how – I got a wild hair across my ass to steal. It was my idea to steal the brandy. Mm -hmm. I had to talk Sandy into it. I'm like, it's way in the back. They're never going to notice. They never –
0: Yeah, I think one of my cousins saved me from what would have been my first alcohol experience because we got into my aunt's car, and I thought it was orange juice. And I went to reach for it. She goes, wait, 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 wait. She's sitting in the back seat. She goes, wait, wait. She goes, hand it to me. So I handed it to her, and she smells it. She's like, yeah, don't drink that. And I I go, what's wrong? She goes – it's a screwdriver. And I was like, "What?" And I remember my little innocent brain. I'm thinking, "What did she stir this orange juice with a screwdriver?" Because <laughs> we were in the garage, and I'm thinking like, what? what is that?" And I just was I thought, I would never drink that. You stirred it with a dirty screwdriver. That was what I thought. and then I like, never, and that t- that goes to show you, my parents were not huge drinkers around my brother and I, at least, like we never really saw it. I saw for my dad one time. That's it. So yeah, that's that's interesting. It's interesting to to hear the different experiences that some people have too. Especially like you said, it was more so because you kind of saw the effects that it had and decided, well, let's kick it up a notch. Yeah. So, yeah, and all my cousins like to drink a lot too, so they were
1: always sneaking beer. I would rarely do it because it was a family thing, and I didn't want to get caught. Right. But I got a wild hair that day. When we went down to the gravel pit, up into the old barn, and I got
0: hammered. So how did you get caught?
1: Well, first of all, let me tell you how I exited that barn, because we were in the hayloft. I stood up, and I'm like, yeah, okay, it's time to go, and there's straight down ladders. You got to, like, climb around. I went to climb around, and went, whee! All the way down to the bottom, thank god there was still hay in that barn.
0: Oh my gosh, no kidding!
1: I looked up at Sandy and said, Hey Sandy, watch out for Step Seduzi, and I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> I was, I don't know how I didn't get hurt, I, mm-hmm. I was laughing so freaking hard. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, a couple of uh, my brother's friends did, came. Happened to come down. It's a place to hang out away from parents' eyes, and these these were bad boys.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But they were very good to me. They walked me home. I I couldn't. I started walking, and then I got all noodly, and they got me home, and I'm not, noodly, noodly. <laughs> That's uh, a great um, description. It was like oh yeah, <laughs> wind dancer. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laughing and. And then we get, like, 100 feet from my house in the still woods. And I'm like, you guys got to go home. I don't want to get you in trouble. Because I never wanted to get anyone else in trouble either. Right. And I'm like, I got this. I can get home from here. I get home. I get in the house. The warm air hits me. I'm like, bathroom. So, of course, I'm puking my guts out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And my mom knocks on the door. Kathy, you want fogarties? Blah! (laughs) (laughs) Fried onion rings. Oh, No. So, of course, I got caught because she came in to check on me. And, you know, you can you can tell when someone's
0: mm, throwing up alcohol. Especially a little kid. Yeah. Poor thing.
1: So, she gets me upstairs and she's like, all right, well, I'm going to take your brothers and sisters to get some something to eat. You want anything? I'm like, no. But she goes, that damn Lisa, I knew she was bad news. This is all her fault. And Lisa had no clue. What, Lisa lived Five miles away in town. It was not Lisa. It was Goody Two-Shoes
0: Sandra <laughs> Oh, my god! And I
1: was so pissed. I was instantly kind of sober.
0: Goody Two-Shoes Sandra D.
1: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, my mom's like, okay, take it off. I'm like, you can going to be fine. Yep. She left. I fucking got on my bicycle. I was running away from home because <laughs> she-
0: <laughs> She's like, I'm out.
1: It wasn't Lisa's. I'm going to go to Lisa's house. I can stay there, because Lisa smoked cigarettes, and she had a very different... How old were you
0: when you started smoking? Thirteen. <laughs> Damn, girl. Off and on. Yeah. Nah. How were you getting cigarettes at that age?
1: One of the, our neighbors, there were three girls, and they had horses, and I had a horse, and my sister had a horse. Well, I had a large pony, not really a horse. horse. Their, mm. Theirs were thoroughbreds. I had mutts, but it was, I didn't care. I got the ride. Actually, we broke and trained that thing. Anyway um their mom smoked like a chimney <laughs> oh my <laughs> so goodness we'd steal cigarettes from her and go down under the railroad bridge over the tra- over the tracks and smoke man yeah that was fun we'd go down there and smoke oh uh, we we were sure in the bend we'd stay underneath the bridge while the train was going by and the train's like three feet wet
0: <clears throat> how did you manage to go home not smelling like cigarettes
1: because we were outside for
0: so much, oh, and then gotcha. I was you at, would like do that. Then first. I was
1: at my friend's house, and their mom
0: smoked, so my mom just assumed. Oh, true. true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: I was crazy. very good at getting away with stuff.
0: I just remember thinking, if I go home and I've puffed a cigarette, which I did not even dare puff a cigarette until after our last class ended, senior year of high school, and I was still seventeen, not even legal age. And a friend of mine, yes, Christina C, went over to her house and she was think- she was uh, 18. She saw a badass over there smoking. Cause of course, you know, you're eighteen, so you're like, oh I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And she's like, Did you did you want one? I was like, uh. So I took like a <laughs> puff and I was like, um, and she goes, You're not inhaling. I'm like, I don't know if I want to. So then like I inhaled a couple of puffs. And I was like, forget it. I went home. My mom tried to say hi. I flew upstairs, brushed my teeth, gargled 70 million times. I thought she was like the nicotine police. Yes. So crazy. I was so paranoid.
1: I used to steal one from my grandmother, too. (laughs) Because we go to visit my grandma, and my grandma drank. Uh And she died from complications. She her from diabetes, but it was complicated because she Because of the
0: alcoholism. And so Lots of sugar we, and alcohol.
1: Whenever we go, she'd be sitting at the kitchen table with her beer and her cigarettes and she'd chain smoke like
0: crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barclays. God. Do you remember Barclays? They were nasty. Rest in peace, Grandma. Yeah. Rest in peace. Grandma, what's her first name? Her first name was Doris. Rest in peace, Doris. Yeah. And so so you were smoking at 13. You had your first drink at 13. Now, the cigarette smoking was still an ongoing thing, but the drinking, did that continue on? Or did um, that kind of take breaks? That here was there? like
1: off and on. Okay. Um, the next time I got drunk um, was at. What do they call it? Homecoming party. Oh
0: gracious, homecoming. Because
1: I had a cool friend, and she invited me to go
0: with her and her boyfriend. And um, what? How old were you? Freshman year. Damn, so, girl. Yeah. No breaks. No, that was like three months later. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I know what
0: homecoming is. Uh huh. I basically was just in high school,
1: <laughs> and the reason so. <laughs> I started smoking was so I could be cool anyway. Cause right? I, you know, try to fit in anyway, or at least be a rebel. Because oh, yeah. I always like felt like a rebel. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Anyway, You wanna be the bad
0: kid? Yeah,
1: and I ended up being a rebel. Anyhow, so freshman, I went to the um homecoming and of course all the mean crew are there because you're supposed to be popular to go to homecoming after party that oh gotcha this all the football jocks <laughs> all the cheerleaders
0: so by the way side note were the same people there that had you wear a red jacket oh same crew oh, i wow. went
1: through school with the same freaking damn
0: crew yep and, um, military brat so I never down. yeah uh, I never was with the same people same for more than a couple years yep. yeah yeah
1: we didn't live in a military town. I mean, yeah. there was Portsmouth Naval Shipyard, but, um...
0: Portsmouth P's Naval had, Shipyard up north, not no, in,
1: in New Hampshire, In Rose. Kittery, Maine, not in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, like the sign says.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you told me that, too, yeah.
1: And Pease had been closed down. It was no longer at Air Force Base. So we had, like, no, really no military there. Mm-hmm. So here was like, wow, everybody's in the freaking military. It wasn't the military. Man, this is crazy.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: but, yeah, so we we'll go to this party, and my friend Jen, Jen says, Now, Kathy, just be careful, you know, and if you don't, you can hang with me and Craig, and don't worry about it. If you have any problems, just let me know. I'm like, okay. So somebody gave me a beer. And now, oh, Jen gave me a beer Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh cool so I I drank a beer and that really helped and then Jen gave me another gave me another she goes you want another and she's
0: the one your mom thought was bad influence oh no 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 she liked this girl (laughs) oh who did she think was the bad influence Lisa oh Lisa okay so she liked Jen she liked Sandy yeah so uh um
1: and Jen was a new friend. She had just moved to the area, so gotcha. she was in one of the clique, and she was outside of the clique. She was like a rebel. She, like, gave the finger to everyone, pretty mm. much. And I thought that was awesome, and she was my friend, and that was great. And she <laughs> was looking after me. She was she, my friend. She gave me another beer because I wanted one, and then that made me kind of brave, and I was feeling all loose, and I was feeling sociable, and it's like, oh, I get it now, okay. People are having fun, so I walk over and I'm just standing by the fire listening to conversations, a bunch of football team. Well, I finished my beer. Hey, Kathy, want another beer? Sure, so they hand me a beer.
0: Open beer. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-huh. What was in it? Piss. Oh, Yeah, and I'm like, look, look. You were having a time.
1: So then, yeah, I got the, I'm like, I was, of course, mortified. God.
0: Those kids were mean. And, sure.
1: and, and Jen found out really quick what happened. She scooped me up, and her and Craig took me right away. They didn't even stay for any more. They just got me out of there. they were like, bleeping, awesome. bleeping. Bleeping, bleeping. Bleepin', 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 I'm going to kick their bleeping, bleeping. Cut this off, shove it down their throat. Oh, they were mad. Oh my gosh, wow. And Craig was a football player, and he did not find that cool. No. Because this was the freshman team. Right, made. right. Mm. So, yeah, so again, another mortifying experience from my school friends.
0: So after you finished with high school, what did you end up doing beyond that? What <laughs> did you end up doing beyond high school, and were there any more traumatic um, like big things that happened in high school before we get into adult Kathy life?
1: Well, yeah. Actually, um, I got to the point that I turned 17. I was a straight-A student and on track to go in the Air Force. And the year before, I, I got a job. And everyone where I worked were my friends. I fit in. I got invited to all the parties. I was cool. I started, I got a real boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> First one. Oh my god! And, my and this parents, was how old? Um, seventeen. Uh huh. And um, then uh, and stuff at school. It, I'm like halfway through my senior. It was just the people were just such awful
0: people. Yeah, it then, sounds like it.
1: Um, I had I got fed up, and I told my parents, "You know what? I'm quitting school. I mean a damn thing you can do about it because I'm seventeen, and I'm gonna go to either just." two schools right across the bridge in New Hampshire where all my friends went to school. And mm-hmm. I thought, because I heard other people do it, you just say, you live here in the, at this New Hampshire address, mm-hmm. and you can just transfer. I did not do the research.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Because my parents are brutally honest, which is a good thing. It's not...
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, and I could not. be. Um, and their friend was willing to say that I lived at that particular address, But then it's like they were supposed to prove it and this, that, and the other, and it was just like they'd have to be paperwork signed that she was like my guardian, and it's like so it was a no go. So and I always I worked from as early as I could. So I started working full time and getting working towards my GED. When I graduated before everyone in my class, and they can bite me. Right. I got it in April. I took the it's a four hour test. Took it in two hours. Got a ninety nine. The teacher comes up to me, 99%, teacher comes up to me, she, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go right ahead. Why did you quit school? I said, stupidity. I I knew, I made a mistake, huge mistake, but I still planned to go to college, still planned, I could still get in the Air Force, but then I met my next boyfriend.
0: Oh, wow. Dun,
1: dun, dun.
0: (laughs) And how old were you then? Eighteen. Okay. So you were 18. You were meeting your next boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead. We're going to stop with this segment before we go into adult life of Kathy. <laughs> so give us just a few seconds. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to just trust me, okay? We'll be right back. Trust me, okay? This is Michael, and we're back with Kathy, back for the second segment of our life's journey for Kathy. So, say hi, Kathy.
1: Hi, Michael.
0: There we go. (laughs) So... We were at, you being the ripe old age of 18.
1: Yep, 1981. (laughs) have your,
0: 1981, (laughs) I was not even a thought yet.
1: Oh good, you can all do the math now, figure
0: out how old I am. Nobody's gonna tell. So, (laughs) 1981, 18, this is now your second boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and go on, what was his name? Aaron. Aaron, so fresh out of high school and got rid of that, and now you're with Aaron, so what happened? Oh, we were in love.
1: Of course. <laughs> and we spent all our free time drinking after work pretty much every day. So when you I didn't, say work, what were you doing? I was working I was working in two places. I was working in a restaurant and then I was working um in a convenience store. Okay. And there weren't really chain convenience stores then. It was the local five and nine. Yeah, it was <laughs> something like that. So it was really easy. And I didn't consider it stealing. I'd pay for my alcohol, but we had to sneak it out the back because we weren't old enough to
0: buy it. Go figure. 18 is still not legal age.
1: (laughs) Then we'd drive out to the top of the, what was the, it's not really a mountain, but Mount A. And uh, you could see all the towns around. We'd sit up there and drink. You could see the stars. You could see the ocean from there. It was really cool. That was where we went. And he drank a lot. I still kind of sipped. Okay. But um, uh, Boone's Farm tastes great, so you can sip for a long time. At first thing, and then you know the bottle's gone. Yeah. So I started building up the tolerance pretty quick.
0: Sounds about right.
1: And then, um, so I was all on track to go in the Air Force, and he started acting kind of weird and getting all... Oh baby, I'm gonna miss you, and you're gonna you have all those guys there, and you're gonna forget about me getting all insecure. Okay. And I'm like, no, it's gonna be fine. No, no, no. And um, out of the blue, it was like, I swear, it was Monday. He asked me, he's going into the his insecurity thing, and he's like, well, why don't we get married? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, let's get married. I'm like.
0: Quite the proposal.
1: Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and, and there's alarm bells going off and there's a voice screaming, no. Right. And my mouth said, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking, you know, a couple months, whatever. I'm like, when? He's like, this Friday. Dang. I'm like, what?
0: No ring or anything.
1: No. He no. <laughs> said, no. no. Oh, hell no. So again, alarm bells screaming, No. And my mom says, Yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> because I was he was a really cute man. And mm-hmm. I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to get anyone
0: else early. Very, very insecure as far as relationships go. That's it's interesting that you say it just like that too, because that trips a lot of people up is they, for some reason we get to a point where we sell ourselves short.
1: It goes right back to school, man. I was always being picked on and no, we didn't get it and this, that. And I finally think I'm getting it. And I'm like, well, maybe this is what we're, this is maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. This is getting it. This is going along. And, and the funny thing is I never really wanted to get married.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I still said yes because of that fear of not having... Like being alone. You know. Like I I needed to have some arm candy to give me value. He gave me value. Gave me self-esteem and da-da-da-da-da. Which is
0: really sad too because I actually just saw that picture of you from... What year was that? (laughs) That was my high school graduation picture. And she was so beautiful. So cute. And to see that that girl felt like she couldn't get anyone, that's tragic. Oh, thank you. You look beautiful. <laughs> Still beautiful. And it's almost hard to believe, too, knowing you now, to think that you were ever a wallflower who felt like you couldn't talk to anybody. Oh, I was a constant <laughs> wallflower, man. Now you walk into any room and you're like, hey, 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 and,
1: and even if I'm quiet, I get, oh, I get it, get it. And it's like, I feel like, I feel like I've, I finally won. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, that's it's awesome. It's really
1: odd to have so many people know me
0: and, and be excited actual, to see you
1: and be excited to see me
0: want to spend time with you
1: care about me yes give absolutely. me co- where have you been because you know sometimes you get busy and if i'm out of the picture for like two days kathy are you okay what kathy are you uh, yeah I'm, I'm fine i'm just busy well you know
0: we didn't see you and and it's just that's, well, it's that's your heart heartwarming to say the least that's beautiful. So now we're back to the Friday that you're supposed <clears throat> to get married.
1: So we, we ended up pulling it off. We found an apartment, and we got a JP, and we had the wedding at Aaron's parents' house. Now
0: On that Friday? On that Friday. Wow. Stuck that, with it.
1: Yeah. And uh, the interesting fact is the JP that married me and Aaron was the same one that married my parents.
0: <laughs> oh, so you're like,
1: maybe this is a great sign. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, they're still married. Yeah, they, got great, oh, they had Lord. a great marriage. Um, so we get home. And it's like maybe, we get married in the afternoon, so it's like maybe 7, 8 o'clock, something like that. And it was September, so it was still light out. And uh, he comes up to me, oh, well, my buddy Jeff didn't get to give me my bachelor party, and he's giving it to me tonight. I'm like, what? Yeah, can I go?
0: Now, this is on Friday night, early still. The
1: night of the wedding. Yes, so
0: this is Friday night, the night of the wedding. He tells you this. I need my bachelor party in reverse (laughs) after.
1: Please, please, please. No honeymoon tonight. Yeah, big charming grin. Okay. And I'm like, well, okay, can't deprive him of his bachelor party because then he'll be a bitch. And, um... Mm-hmm. Trying I'm like, okay. But in my head it's like, no, this is wrong. Don't tell him he can go. This is wrong.
0: More red flags that you ignored.
1: Yeah, and I just Your head went, said I know, and you said yeah. I went along with it because, you know.
0: Being the good new wife.
1: Gotta oh yeah, gotta keep my man. Oh, <laughs> my gotta keep my two other husband, damn it. Two hour <laughs> husband. I don't know if it's that true, That's but true. Was, it's pretty That's close. True? It's pretty close. So um <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you'll be home by midnight, right? Well, how about two? I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. Bargaining. Well, well where's the party? Well, I'm not sure. Jeff's throwing it for me. Um, I'm supposed to go to his house, and then he's gonna we're going to go. I'm like, oh. And he said, like, go, oh, and can I use your car? Because he didn't have a car. And took your car. And took my car. So I'm like, okay. So, um. Waking up at like three o'clock in the morning, I'm fuming. Now this is pre-cell. Is that what time? Three o'clock in the morning, okay. Okay. he's still not home. I'm fuming, and this is folks pre-cell phone days. The world is not connected twenty-four yeah, seven. Yeah, so you're just
0: waiting.
1: Yeah, you gotta carry a quarter with you for the damn phone. A <laughs> quarter, a <Yeah>, quarter. It <laughs> used to be wicked. a dime, and you could put it in your loafer. Oh
0: But my now you God. gotta.
1: Right, so anyway.
0: Oh my lord.
1: <laughs> um. So I get up Saturday and I'm like, I'm like anxiety, angry, scared, going through the whole, well, what if he's dead? Or that mother, f-, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with he? and can't even pick up a phone because I had a phone in the house. Mm-hmm. All the whole gamut uh, of very negative emotions. And to top it off, my parents came over to visit.
0: <sighs>
1: mm. Where's Aaron?
0: And this is on Saturday.
1: This is Saturday afternoon. I'm like, oh, um, he's running some errands. No, he's not. And they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so da da da. I go
0: to bed Saturday night, midnight. He's still not home. So this is two nights now. Yeah. And you still have no clue at. I have nothing. no
1: earthly. And I won't call anyone.
0: I wouldn't call. to be him. like I can't find I my husband. <laughs> I was so I'm
1: so embarrassed yeah. and mortified, and like I won't call any of his friends to find out where the fuck he is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> talk however you gotta talk and, uh, <laughs> let it out
1: finally early sunday evening it's dark out it's so it's at least seven o'clock finally because i'm sitting in the window man mm-hmm. i know this is where he's gonna I have to pot i'm sitting in the window yep. and i'm now now i'm on low boil mm-hmm. i'm sitting there and uh He comes walking up with his big old, handsome, sheepish, sheepish friend. Hi, sorry. Sorry I was gone for so long. Liar. Anyway, I'm like, where have you been? "Uh, Well, I was at my bachelor party. I said, for two days. Well, sort of. He goes, "Um, I made a mistake. I don't want to be married. Mm. I went... What the fuck? Yeah, That was, you, uh, I, every word.
0: Every Liz word.
1: will be editing forever if I get into that. Yeah, exactly. Needless to say, every swear word and everyone I could make up were dropped and yelled at him, and I just started scooping his crap up, throwing it down the stairs. Good for you. Throwing it out the window. Get the yeah, yeah, yeah. out of here. I never want to see you again, you mm. piece of crap. I mean, uh. I said, your idea? You jerked. Up. Yeah. I'm like, mm, this is what happens when you don't listen to that little voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was horrible. Anyway, so the topper is, yep. I didn't tell anyone for two months. His mommy <laughs> knew because he moved home. Oh, right. And she would check on me. And I said, please don't tell anyone. Please don't tell anyone.
0: Because it's mortifying.
1: Yeah. I, no. couldn't, I couldn't tell my parents.
0: A girl that felt so broken and then felt so complete and now devastated.
1: Yeah, I'm shattered. Just shattered. I'm so shattered.
0: how were you coping with this at that time? You kicked him out, threw his shit out, and was and you were just like, you know, I gotta go. And I'm
1: lonely, and I'm upset, and I'm worthless. I feel worthless. Um, right. I'm like, I am the troll. I'm a troll. There's something Must wrong be. with me.
0: Right. Me, 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 me. There's
1: not, something wrong with me. Right. What? What the hell? What the hell? I'm never going to have anyone who really cares about
0: me. Da-da-da. Isn't that funny how we do that, too? It's never them. It's got to be me. Uh, so uh,
1: my landlady had a son who was like my age. Okay. And his best friend was over all the time. Okay. So she knew what was going on because she heard me throw them out. <laughs> and she thought she could use some support. And so her son knew what was going on. So his best buddy knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And they started checking on me mm-hmm. to make sure I was okay. I bet they did. Uh-huh. And so um sexual healing. Here comes <laughs> so, so, so um um that's what's that song? Oh, my God. Leather and Lace.
0: Stevie Nicks. yes. That's a great song.
1: We'd sit in the car and we're listening to it. And just like, rebound like a Super Bowl. I was rebound. Oh,
0: yeah. Boom. Boom. One thing led to another, and it was leather. And oh legs. yeah, we were
1: knocking yep, boots like horny teenagers do every freaking opportunity we got, and this so was all of a sudden you're worth
0: <laughs> something again. I'm like,
1: oh, somebody wants me. Yeah, oh, you can. Man. We can. We can do this all you want. Somebody wants me again. Yay! And this is like two weeks
0: after the, the debacle.
1: Mm-hmm. The debacle. So this
0: is two weeks into the two months of you not telling anyone. Yeah, gotcha. And uh, so we're
1: we're humping like bunny rabbits, and um, next thing I know,
0: let's guess, um, pregnant. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you're still married to the other guy.
1: <laughs> yes, actually I was. And the window was it could have been Aaron's or it could have been this gentleman's.
0: Oh, so oh, it's okay. like. Slut. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to myself. To yourself, to yourself.
1: You stupid fucking slut. Like, like Dan Aykroyd telling Jane Curtin, you ignorant slut. Blah, blah. Oh, that God. was how I was talking to myself.
0: Oh, wow. So um, I had limited options. So how long did it take for you into that two-month window to realize you're pregnant? Oh, I knew within I
1: knew immediately because
0: so I was you knew always to right sleeping with this guy that you were pregnant. No. Okay, that's what I'm that's
1: what the mix up was. I didn't know if Aaron was the dad it was one or on the top new. Of the guy. Other. Yeah, it could have been In either. In between the humping. <laughs> it could have been either one wow. cuz it happened so quick. Okay. Cuz I'm like clockwork, baby.
0: Perfect. And, that's uh, what I was thinking.
1: And uh and uh, two weeks after I'm late, I'm like, "Oh fuck, I haven't started my period."
0: Oh no! I'm like,
1: "Oh shit, I forgot to take my birth control." <laughs> uh, yeah, this is standing joke. Don't walk by Kathy with a heart on, because she'll get pregnant.
0: <laughs> no way!
1: <laughs> yes, we're getting into that. The that up. So anyway, um, I had to make a decision.
0: So this is now two months. Approximately after. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Two weeks after that, you realize you're pregnant. Yeah. You still continue to keep that to yourself, but you're still sleeping with that dude.
1: Because I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but then okay. my second period didn't come
0: along, and I'm like, fuck. Okay, so now you're into the second month. Mm. Then what are you doing? Um, telling him I'm pregnant.
1: and um,
0: And then you told him the truth that...
1: And I'm like, and he's looking at me like, well, is it mine? And I'm like, I'm not sure, because I missed my period. It it takes a uh, a
0: very strong woman to admit that. Really? Really? absolutely oh, cool. oh my god many women would just be like yeah of course it's yours no <laughs> yeah, certainly. No, no i
1: can't do that i've never trapped anyone but you
0: know there's so many that you know maybe they get trapped in a predicament or they feel like they need to just keep it or they need to do this that or the other instead you're you're very honest It takes a lot yeah. Well, thank you, Michael. I
1: never even looked at it that way. Thank you. Oh, I get a pat on the back. Yay.
0: <laughs> so you told him the truth.
1: I told him the truth. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'm like, I'm 18. I got a crap ass job. Um, and I fucked up going into the air force. So.
0: And how did you mess up going to the air force again?
1: Oh, well, because of the debacle with Aaron, I I lost all confidence and didn't sign up. I didn't go into my final interview. And that's I just needed my final interview, sign nice. all my papers and go. And I was going to go to college, through the Air Force and whatnot, and it was all set.
0: all that got sidetracked. Yeah. So now here you are. You're pregnant. You're telling this guy the truth. You're not sure what you're going to do. You don't think you can afford to keep the baby. I'm
1: making $25 a week, and that's working phone time.
0: How much was your rent? <laughs>
1: Uh Oh, wait. My rent was $25 a week. My income was $50 a week. Dang. Yeah. Sounds so, about right. Yeah. And that didn't include, you know, gas, food electric, that. food, yeah. <laughs> telephone. Yeah. So.
0: So the point w- is you couldn't afford it. You're really weighing your options. And, and,
1: what I, and I'm like, I, I know this guy, but for some, I didn't, I didn't know him that well. And I'm like, and I, I wasn't going to trap him.
0: Oh, yeah, because this is your landlord's kid or your landlord's kid's friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Landlord, it's a very small town. Okay. So, here Less than
1: 6,000 people. So, uh, oh. decide to go to the big city of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, because they had a Planned Parenthood and find out what my options were. Oh, wow. And I was raised Catholic.
0: And, uh... What year are we at? We're
1: s- not, just a... Barry Be- no, we're still in 1981 because it's just before Christmas to boot. Okay. And um and the guy went with me and everything. Wow. This particular person.
0: Who so was- you told him what you were doing and he was on board with whatever yeah. you wanted to do?
1: Yeah, he okay. was. Now, yeah. the
0: other question and he I was... have is, did you tell the other guy whose baby it could have potentially been? Fuck no. Okay. Screw him. Okay. All right, so go ahead. So,
1: I mean... A very hard decision to um have an abortion. Wow. They, I had no prospects for this child. I was still a kid. Yeah. I still, you know, I still wanted to go to school. I didn't know what was going on. I, I hadn't known this person for very long. I had a three-day failed freaking marriage already. Right. <laughs> didn't know who the father was. I should not
0: be raising a child right now. Okay. You know. I just find it really interesting, too, at this time of history in particular, in the 80s, at the height of who's really in control, who has choices, do women have choices or not, should it really be that way, and you're raised Catholic, you're in a small town, (laughs) and you actually weighed this out, you've been super honest, you took it upon yourself, where did you first start, like, when did it first start to occur to you that abortion was even something you were going to consider? Did somebody else bring that up to you, or you just thought Oh, no,
1: I just, I just, uh... I had to figure it out, so I called Planned Parenthood, because that okay. place was all about young women yep. who find out, oops, they didn't plan, um, and they had options, and it all depended on, you know, a lot of different things. They were very understanding, they are very kind.
0: So you and him know this? hmm Did you tell anyone else? Nope. Not even, you didn't even consult with like a friend or two?
1: My parents still don't know. Wow. I told no one. That's it amazing. was between him and I. So, this is a big thing for this to come out here because I trust you, Michael.
0: I know. And you trust everyone else in the world that's listening not to tell your parents. But you did say that you are aware they are not technologically advanced. <laughs> now, here's my question, though, right? So, so, my, um, well, if I they find the, out, I'll deal with it. I'm the product of a very young relationship, uh, 16 and 18 at the time of being pregnant, and 17 and 19 when. They had me, and the topic came up. This is after the time that you were dealing with this, so this is in eighty three. We're still in the same area, uh, and eighty three um, for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the topic had come up. Uh, my my mom's having to face some really tough choices here as far as how to tell her dad. However, the one of her sisters brought up that you know, hey, just let you know you have an option. Not that she was pushing her, but just saying you know, like there is always this. The thought never even occurred to her, herself, and someone else brought it up, which is why I asked. Ah. And so that's why I was wondering. But I can't imagine, um, if you're comfortable digging into this, what I'm wondering as far as for you, how did you recover from that? How was your mental recovery from that? And is that something you still... Think
1: about. Well, part of my thought processes at the time for making the decision was for one, my parents still didn't know, but my marriage was over within three days. Okay. So, um and I love my parents very much and I always wanted them to be proud of me and not be a fuck up. Okay. So they were always I'm fucking up like big time, two times in a row, because they didn't want me to yeah, marry Aaron. Weeks,
0: to be honest. And yeah. then I'm knocked up. Yeah.
1: All right. Now, I... And not sure who
0: the father is. And
1: I couldn't bring myself to admit my utter failure. Okay. And um I also do know in my heart, if I had gone to them and told them my predicament, they would have supported me if I wanted to have the baby. I know that in my heart. Okay. I and. Re- I have no doubt about it. They're not monsters. I wouldn't have got the "you're going that hell speech. I wouldn't right. have got that. I wouldn't have got "you're a slut." Are oh, you're you stupid?
0: Whether you would have gone either way with it, yeah, they would have supported you either way. I could gotcha.
1: have, but I could never. Have, I don't think I could have told them about having an abortion.
0: Okay, that's what I was saying. Okay, exactly. So you're not
1: sure about that. I don't. I'm not sure about that. I okay. do know if I would had a little more. I think I just. I just so much didn't want to be a failure and so quickly in two huge things and still, and not go in the air force because of this mess. Right. And that would have just been like, and so I just no, not putting anyone through any of this. I'm going to deal with it myself. And I felt guilty for years wow.
0: Years and years. That's
1: tough. I, you know,
0: how long did it take before you kind of stopped thinking about it? Unless it's something you do still think about, which is fine.
1: Um, I think about it once in a while, just mostly recently because I managed to, it's like, okay, it's over. It's done. Um, it wasn't like, I I, kind of, I wasn't really intending to sleep around or anything. I managed to to justify it in such, I, I justified it to myself at the time and, um, it was such a huge thing. I was very much more careful about birth control after that. And I Clearly. did never wanted that to have to make that choice again. Absolutely. That I um, I kind of put up a wall and just didn't think about it for a very long time. But wow. Then when I did finally get pregnant, the first time I miscarried, and it was like I'm being punished.
0: I was going to say, is that what you thought? Yeah, yeah, I did. So before we get to that, so you were 18. You're now... <laughs> Going through the process of this, like understanding this failed marriage after mm. three days and that then you start something new, then come to realize you're pregnant.
1: Mm-hmm. Then
0: you realize I need to make a choice. You go ahead and have an abortion, You have mm. your procedure. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? How long did it take for you to get this divorce to go through and all of this?
1: I had to get a real divorce. I couldn't just get an annulment. It was ridiculous.
0: Wow. So you did. You did that. Now, how long did that take? That took to like four months. And you said it was two months before you told anyone. So yeah. at two months, you told your parents. Yeah, right after the
1: abortion, I told my parents. And, and it's like they... I've been hiding a lot of stuff. I'm not telling <laughs> yeah. this, but I gotta tell them
0: that. So you you never ever told them still to this day about the abortion, but. As far as getting divorced, you finally went and told them you're getting a divorce. I,
1: I told them the whole story. And? And they're like, why didn't you come to us sooner? And I totally could have. Yeah, it really was just my pride that um, kept me from going to my parents for any of it. Um, I I know for a fact that I could have gone to them, but I was embarrassed and it was my pride. And then I could have gone to them... and. Talk to them about. And you think they
0: would have supported you um, as far as, as soon as you told them that it was, what was going on, they would have been good with that? Yes. Yes. Okay. 100%. But no. you know for a fact that was why you didn't want to tell them about the abortion, though.
1: Yeah. That's why I couldn't even tell them I was pregnant. I hadn't even told them my marriage has failed. And here's another thing that Kathy screwed up on, because Kathy had birth control, but she forgot to take it. Um, So I had to just make that decision. About about the abortion. And your
0: siblings at this time, they're getting older, so they have stuff going on. So at least there's other things that were going on. It wasn't like all the focus was just on you, correct? They're still in high school. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: And my brother was a little bit of a hellion, so he was always taking the focus off.
0: Yes, understandable. Me 64. And the one younger than that? She was born in November of 65. Okay. Man, these kids, your parents are definitely Catholic. Yeah, and cloth diapers, (laughs) man. One after the other after the other, and we're
1: done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was rough. My poor mom, it was rough on her.
0: Well, my grandfather is one of eight boys and nine girls, truly Mexican Catholics, so yeah. Yeah. So I understand the uh, mentality <laughs> of, um, wow, you guys just really, were getting down to have those babies. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, along with that, now All right. we, we move on into, um, you told your family, so what happened after the divorce and all this you're now all right so 1920 what's going on
1: um i ended up staying with the rebound person
0: wow that takes a lot for both of you to be able to look at each other after that uh-huh wow
1: and um his family's wonderful
0: did you tell them no nobody knew oh my god so still to this day only you two know yeah your children don't know nope you're taking a big leap we appreciate it
1: <laughs> so <laughs> got to tell, uh, we, speak your truth so uh my first my second husband <laughs> he became my husband after how long after oh let's see my youngest was born in 85 so 1983 83 got married in 83 so like a year later Two years later.
0: Oh, two years later. We, we, oh, we yeah, because you were married for, yeah, yeah. in 81. That's right.
1: Yeah, we dated for like a year and a half, whatever. Because it was, yeah, so a year and a half. This time you did it right ish. Oh. <laughs>
0: you waited a little well, bit at least.
1: You might say that.
0: Wait a minute. So you ended up staying with this guy, uh-huh. although the baby might not have been his. Right. So I got you. Okay. And he's
1: in, in my head, he's the only guy that's going to want me because not only did I have a failed three-day marriage, but I had an abortion. So now you've
0: added And on. he's still willing to stay with me. Okay, so now you're with him. Uh-huh. And this was a year and a half later you get married. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a shit show. Two, two years later, <laughs> you have your first child. Yeah. Okay, so you said you had an abortion. How long between having your first child and getting married did you... Uh, I'm sorry. You had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So after getting married and having the first child how, where did that happen all
1: right so got married in april of 83 and promptly got pretty promptly by oh the end of summer i was pregnant because that was going to fix all the problems because i never should have married the man because it you was were the, a, a mess first
0: woman in history who thought that having a child was going to save That's the Catholic part of it. Yeah. (laughs) I've never heard of that storyline before. (laughs) Shocking it didn't work out.
1: So my daughter, my one, my lovely daughter, I have one daughter and three sons. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was the only planned one. (laughs) (laughs) She was planned. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah. And um,
0: so. Okay. So you uh, thought you were going to fix it with the first child. Yeah. No, it didn't help. Okay. So what ended up happening after that?
1: Um, I was just trying to be so perfect at. I'm sorry. I got my daughter, and and Denny's really happy, but he and I aren't happy. He's happy because he has a child, and 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 Sabrina was always a daddy's girl, okay. like from birth. So that made me like really jealous. So your
0: firstborn is a little girl.
1: Yeah. Okay. And um. I was very stressed, though. I knew everything. I read every book in the world. I knew exactly what to do, but uh, and I wasn't uh, i I was afraid of making a mistake, but I wasn't making any.
0: So, did you only have your entire career um, while you were with him one miscarriage? That's it. Just the one, yeah. Just the one. Okay. So,
1: but in the meanwhile, I'm working full time in a factory. Where we're both we both are we're making good money, and I'm going to night school. Mm-hmm. I'm finally going to college, even though it's at night. Mm-hmm. And I got my degree. Um, I finished my degree. It was a two-year, I have a business management, and I had a computer programming, which is useless now because the languages are all different and it's boring That's as hell. I like the business management part. but um, So I'm working full-time. I'm pregnant, and I'm going to school. And With f-
0: your daughter? Yes.
1: Okay. And I finished school.
0: Yeah, no wonder you said you're stressed out. It's a wonder you didn't yep. miscarry, honestly.
1: <laughs> and I finished school. And, um, and your marriage is going downhill. still isn't getting any better. Um, I went to work at a sub shop, mm-hmm. which I ended up buying when Sabrina was two months old. Oh, wow. Because I didn't want to go back to the factory because that sucked. Right. And I had my business management degree, and I worked at the place, and it was a good, it was a good, good place, and we it was going along great, we were making money, and then.
0: So right before you're about to have your daughter and about to buy the sub shop, we're gonna segue off for this next segment. So we're gonna go ahead and take a beat. Uh-huh. Um, we'll be right back with Kathy after this, and remember, just trust me, okay? Thanks.